It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on the largest internet radio show in the world, Live 365. Oh, wait, Lit Radio Network in the world, Live 365. But what? And we're also doing it from our website, www.twintalkcast.com. Go there and check us out. And I'm back. My brother is back. He was gone for his, after his wedding on a honeymoon, and he asked us not to talk about it. But God knows we're going to talk it was about a it. Honeymoon, eh? Anyway, so you can always listen. We want you all to know that you can chat us up all day long through this uh, during the show chat us up right there on uh, Facebook friend us on twin talk show at Facebook and also on Twitter at twin talk show and chat us up there hey mijo what does chat us up mean eh? I know what chatting is eh but oh, like chat us up eh I'm, I'm like I'm gonna beat you up eh chat us up hey you know you could talk to us you can make comments on whatever you want to talk about on, on, you know, you can respond to any of the comments that my brother and I make or our guests or anything like that. Or you can also call us here in Theo Luis's garage because we were janking it for a while. But Theo Luis, he knows that we got this cool ass show in his garage. He let us have, get our own phone line here. It's 626-275-TWIN. That's 9, 4, Call us anytime. Anytime throughout the show, you can uh, comment on Facebook at Twin Talk Show. <laughs> First of all, friend us on Twin Talk Show and then uh, chat us up on our wall and uh, or call us at 626-275-TWIN. That's 626-275-8946. And, uh, you know, we'll do that because uh, that's how it is. But I want to remind you all that last week we had a fantastic show. Last week was really a pre- <laughs> My brother wasn't here. But we had a special guest. Willie Bass was here. Uh, he was guest hosting. He was actually guest hosting, uh, cultural ambassador to the Sunset Strip, and new host of the show Twi- uh, Talk Tales from the Sunset Strip. What's up, Willie? On TwinTalkCast.com, a new show that we're gonna that he's gonna launch on our network. We're growing, ladies and gentlemen. Tales from the Sunset Strip with Willie Bass. Anyways, he was here last week. He was a, go- a ghost. Co-host, guesting for my brother because my brother was gone. I was on vacation, eh? No, I was like on uh, honeymoon. Anyway, it was after his wedding. He went on his honeymoon and all that stuff. Also, a fantastic show. I we, was on my honeymoon, eh? Uh, let me just tell everybody what we had so that they can go to the sh- our website and they can go there and we can talk about your honeymoon afterwards. I don't want to talk last, about it. I just, I, it's just a big deal, eh? Last week also on, uh, <laughs> on our last show <laughs> was, was all about condoms and shit. It's never, I listened to it. was pretty good, eh? It was a really good show. I was really surprised at how good you guys can do without me. Former Skid Row drummer and former uh, Saigon Kick drummer. And now 
uh, porn uh, filmmaker, uh, Mr. Phil Verone, was here. Dude, I'm not a, I, I don't like have a collection of like DVDs and, and stuff like that, but you know, it was such an interesting show. I'll probably subscribe to that DVD. It, yeah. it was actually a very good show, <laughs> and uh, even Jackie's like agreeing with that. Jackie one. was able to take <laughs> able. Jackie was able to take a freebie. Uh, yeah, um, I think Phil Verone liked. Um, yeah. yeah. My boobs. <laughs> we, we can't talk about that because my son's in the studio right now. Do you like Bo and Bob? <laughs> Bo and Bob. Uh, and anyway, they got guy names. They got. <laughs> well, you know, I never thought of it that way. Okay, <laughs> they got not, names. We're not talking about that right now. My son's in the in the studio right now in Theolis' garage, and he's going to be leaving in a second. <laughs> but also, uh, he was on our show, and it was actually a very good show. And uh, also, a, we had a performer performing uh, the music break. Mr. Ah, yes. Mr. Television is his name. He has, uh, he's pretty good, man. And he performed a fo- uh, you know, folk sort of indie music track, and uh, or actually live on a, in Theo Lisa's garage. No, Angel, don't. No, you're not going to post any pictures of my son. I'm sorry, bro. We will have uh, him here, but he will remain anonymous. Okay. Anyway, so... Um, I uh, got a picture of you, Nick. Yeah, but you can't post it. You anyway. A, well, how, how much is it worth to you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he was here last week uh, as well. I got the mods, eh? Go to <laughs> TwinTalkCast.com and check previous podcasts. The name of that show. I forgot the name of that show, guys. What do we name it? I don't know. Condoms and uh, videos. Um, um, I don't know. I forgot what it was called. Do you remember what it's called? It's on. I don't have the website. Y- if you just go to our website, it's right at the front page of our website. You see a picture of my of brother and uh, Jackie. And it's Willie called Bass. Rock Star to Porn Star, guys. There it is. Also, so there you go. You'll have that and uh, check it out. But today's show is going to be fantastic. Today's show, we have. Uh, it's a full show, folks. So call your friends, grab a cool drink because it's hot out there. Turn on the air conditioner. Listen to your, us on your favorite device because we have an awesome show. Today, uh, awesome choreographer, uh, dance director of many, many shows, um, uh, also uh, has choreographed for uh, Dancing with the Stars. Uh, a friend of ours, awesome choreographer, Natasha Middleton, is going to be here. From the, uh, she's from the uh, Pacific Ballet Dance Theater mm-hmm. that they're having a, uh, uh, another production this Saturday, August 17th, called Dance in the USA. Check her out. Also, fantastic. Also, um, as you know, the Olympics just ended, but the Paralympics are going to be starting very soon. Paralympics? Yes, the Paralympics where the, uh, huh? dis- the disabled athletes get to perform or, or compete, and that's going to be uh, in London as well. In a parallel universe. In a parallel. <laughs> From I, the Paralympics. comic books of that shit, eh? She's an actor, and she's a Paralympian. Miss Katie Sullivan's going to be with us. All right on, Katie. Thanks for being here in your parallel universe. (laughs) Also, a really amazing (laughs) documentary called Death by China about how China has pretty much uh, taken over commerce and uh, really affected our environment. Hey, I've had a couple of close calls by China. (laughs) You know, when they throw a little China at you and it hits the wall and shit. (laughs) How's that? A couple of close calls who'd by you China. Pi- who'd you piss off? Anyway, <laughs> Mr. Peter Navarro, the filmmaker, uh, will be with us today talking a little bit about that as well. Uh, so tune in for that. But, you know, of course, like always, every week uh, from uh, Telemundo and NBC, uh, multimedia journalist and awesome, cool chick, friend of ours, and uh, as far as my parents are concerned, my friend... Uh, Jackie Casas <laughs> with News and Dirty Laundry is going to be here. Jackie, what do you got going on for us uh, in News and Dirty Laundry tonight? Apparently a good friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they say. 
Tonight, we talk about a new immigration policy that can change the lives of hundreds of thousands of people, and it all starts tomorrow. I'll tell you how. And sports, sports, sports. I've got your highlights with this week's sports news. And finally, what does the busted economy and a rise in obesity rates have in common? Mm. Busted economy and obesity. Busted economy and rise in obesity rates. Oh, dude, rates. I could totally answer that one. Well, I'll tell you what that is and more coming up. Hey, so about that uh, obesity in, in China, were we talking about obesity in China all in one? No, I don't believe My so. My brother's giving us the sign. Stretch, Angel. No, it wasn't. I was just saying, you, you go ahead and talk because you always tell me I don't let you talk, so go ahead and talk. But that's not fair, eh? <laughs> You got like you got throw like a like a curveball at me and shit like I don't even know it's coming. Let's just move on. How was your week, brother? You were on your uh, after your post uh, wedding honeymoon. Yeah, it was pretty dope. But I'm not gonna tell you anything about my honeymoon. I just turned off the telephone and uh, all that shit, and I didn't take any calls. Well, nobody called me. It's funny on the honeymoon. <laughs> nobody calls. Well, they're not supposed to call you. You're busy. Everybody, you know, it's like a like a like a you know like everyone knows. You're nobody, busy making babies. Nobody called. We didn't even have to turn off the phone. Nobody called. <laughs> Except you know, you know Michael, Michael Coates. Yeah, calls. well he didn't. Well he always calls, but he he didn't call. I think like the cutoff date was kind of like a week later, because the Sunday after the Sunday after mm-hmm. my wedding mm-hmm. is like he calls. Like he was waiting for the last minute. He probably fe- felt seven day honeymoon, right? Mm-hmm. And he couldn't wait to call me after the honeymoon. What was the first thing he told you? Um, I w- I'm dying to know because I know Michael. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, um, uh, I don't know. Congratulations. Great walkout. Oh, yeah. Cause that you walked, was good. Uh, you walked out playing cool. Walking on the Moon. I thought it was brilliant. I, well, it was, it was more than anything. I was, I was really afraid that it would, trans, it would be translated as somewhat, uh, what's the word, arrogant. And really yeah. what it, But everyone, we know you're arrogant. <laughs> but really what it... What it was to express my joy. Yes. And find that's what I understood of it. I thought it was very like personal. It personalizes your ceremony. I thought it was nice. It awesome. was you were smiling. So I can tell that it was a joyful thing. It wasn't like it was a joyful up? dance. It was a humble dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have done it barefoot if I didn't have fungus on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to say that, bro? Do you have to say that? No but, one wants to see but your green. I, I'm very joyful. It was a joyful moment in yeah. my life to be to be uh, uh, saying these, taking these vows with now my wife Lourdes, yeah. and I wanted to express that to everybody and to her. She was peeking out the window. She was. Uh, Nobody <laughs> caught her. She was peeking Cheater. out the window. If you guys would have looked back, but you guys were all mesmerized by my dance. We you, were absolutely mesmerized. <laughs> Dreads up in the air and so, everything. So I want to know. There you go. I was rocking that. Because it's a joyful song. Mm-hmm. He's in love with his chick, and he feels like he's walking on the moon coming from her house. And that's how I felt. And I think that it kind of set the mold for the rest of the day. I, what I want to know, Jose, there's like this, like, you know, there's a lot of things that happen at the wedding. There was a, what time I left at 345 and you guys were still rocking. Yeah. I had to get a little bit of honeymoon started there because oh, yeah. I was falling asleep, man. Yeah. Anyhow. Oh, hold on. My son wants to say something. What's up, Nicholas? Daddy, um, I was at school talking to Aaliyah, and then, and then Aaliyah said I was a mean boy, and then he said, "What the heck are you saying that to me?" <laughs> 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 I 
I don't like that word, what the heck, for little boys. Don't say that, okay, son? But thank you for telling us that story. Well, it was kind of Uncle, funny. Uncle Lane just going to say something, and then we're going to go out finish. Wait, He's going to finish his story. Well, you interrupted me, Jose. Go ahead. My <laughs> son was just telling me he wanted to say something. Yeah, but Ladies and gentlemen, that's my son, Nicholas. He's here. He's going to be here for a little while, and then he's going to leave because this is a um, rated, R, uh, rated R show. <laughs> and they go got a little explicit. Anyways, there was a lot of things happening. What I want to know is, like, people were, like, saying... Hey, did you notice that Jose and Jackie disappeared for a while? Oh. We did not disappear. I walked her to her car. Yeah. I ended up walking. Okay, what happened was well, I walked. That's wa- a real gentleman of you. That's funny because you never walk her out of the garage every night. I'm always here's, concerned about well, here's, her. Because and you never walk her out. Because you didn't, ha- you didn't set up a parking situation. People had to park three or four blocks away. <laughs> Dude. And, and let me tell you what happened is it was I walked true, her, We were talking. We were in middle conversation and walked her to her car. And then when I walked back, Jackie, as I was walking back, other family members were walking out. So I walked them to the car. I ended up walking three people because I never made it all the way back home, back to the house out of the party. So people, I took longer than I should have because – and so people were questioning when I got back, what were you with Jackie? I wasn't. I, dro- I walked to their car, and I ended up walking three other people. I see. I see too. See, to- oh, totally. Angel Week, I can talk details off there if you'd like. Please, oh, please oh, do. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> People are going to be spreading rumors, Jackie. You know well, how that I'm works. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He that's really, really just nice me to you, my car. It's really nice that you came, Jackie. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> you know, that, that's our backyard. That's where, like, we, we, that's where we grew up, in that backyard right there. Uh-huh. It's huge, and I love the setup. I love the lights and the stage, and music was great. Zapoteca Roots. Oh, Zapoteca Roots. Hey, they, were, they performed at my wedding, and uh, you guys ought to check them out. They're a cool-ass reggae cumbia fusion. Um you can you can check out one of our previous podcasts called um, Twin Roots on our previous podcast on TwinTalkCast.com where they performed a couple of songs. They rocked the house. They uh, did. And right now we have on the phone. Now, this is Jose from Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. You're live. Who is this? This is Debbie Donlin. I just got a message to call you. No, about no. About the um, Save a Pet. Okay. I only responded to your post because you wanted us to say something on the air, and I figured if you wanted to say it on the air, won't you call? Hi, Donna. This is Angel. You're calling from Pomona or Ontario? Somewhere. Debbie. 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 This is Debbie from Ontario. Ontario. How you Ontario, doing there? California, right not Ontario, Canada. That's okay. Now, Debbie, I saw that you posted on Facebook that you wanted us to say something, so I figured, why don't you say it? What's going on with Save a Pack? Talk well, to and, uh, on on Channel Seven News, ABC, uh, Garth Kemp, the weatherman, okay, um, has on, has on uh, his Facebook uh, about the um, the posting on Save a Save a Pet out in Desert Hot Springs was uh, broken into on this sat this past Saturday. Okay, so what? Do, and go ahead. They're holding him the for food. ransom. <laughs> Well, yeah, all the all the dog and cat food, all the dog and cat food was stolen, and what wasn't stolen was trashed. Okay, so, so the the shelter is really reaching out to everybody to help because they have the animals there to feed, obviously, and everything else was stolen too. On top of that, so what so are reaching out for everybody to help? Where do they call? As do the, uh, what's the name of the shelter? Is there a number they need to call? Uh, yes, a phone telephone number. Yeah, for it's one eight hundred Cat Chow. What? What <laughs> is this? The number to the shelter? Yeah. Are, do you, Do you have it's the number of the shelter? It's a no. It's a no. Uh, non kill shelter. Okay. And it's uh, the number is seven six zero three two nine 
8510. 760-329-8950 if you want to help the shelter because it's a no, no, no cap. No, on, on the last one. The last four digits is 8510. I'm sorry, 8510. If you want to call and uh, donate something to this shelter, that's the number directly because they had lost... They had, they're a victim of robbery, and they've taken all their food and stuff for the pets. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie, for calling in. You want to give a quick shout-out? Debbie, 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 can I, bring some lefto- yeah. can I bring some leftover food for them? <laughs> you bring whatever you can to help them out. I mean, if it was your animals and they stole all your food and you had no money, what would you do? Yeah. i give them my right? leftover tacos, eh? <laughs> Debbie, give somebody... Yeah, no kidding, huh? Give someone I don't a... think they have tacos out there in Desert Hot Springs, huh? <laughs> hey, give, them, give someone a shout-out and uh, we'll let you go. Okay, thank you very much. You want to give someone a shout-out? Um... Not really. Uh, okay. <laughs> I can't think of anybody right now. <laughs> Thanks for Thank you. Hi, Angel. Hi, Jose. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Thanks, Debbie. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling. calling. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye. I just want to say now, right now. Well, right now, since we're getting into shout outs, it's exactly what I was going to do. There you go, Debbie Donlin. There's your shout out. Thanks for calling us on 626-275-TWIN. Anyways, it's time for shout outs. I want to start the shout outs with... Um, Give a shout-out to the servers at my wedding, eh? They rocked it, eh? Okay, shout-out to them. Edgar, what's up, Holmes? Thanks, eh? Uh, Vivian Nguyen and Yoon Se Lee. They were rocking our, our uh, uh, serving all our ser- uh, of 200-plus guests at our wedding. And when they were done, they partied with us, eh? You know, I couldn't, have, I couldn't ask for better servers. I also want to give a shout-out to my new family, the Orizaba family. I'll name a few, Mario, Diana, Veronica. Giovanni, Eder, Patty, Ardo, Cindy, Rafa, all you guys. I love you guys. Um, also, um, I'm giving a shout-out to my kids because, you know, I don't see them very much. Samantha, Angel, Ray. Uh, and what Mom. kind of a father are you? <laughs> and uh, I should see. Well, I've been on a honeymoon, eh? I'm not taking my kids. All right, all right. Making other kids. And, uh, yeah, I'll give a shout-out to the guy that was parking our car at the hotel. Hey, thanks for hooking it up real quick, like. Anyhow, that's your shout-outs. They're brought to you by, uh, well, wait a second. We also got some shout-outs from um, my son, Nicholas, Nicholas, is here. Nicholas, so you said you want to give somebody some shout-outs. Want to say hello to somebody on the air? Go ahead. Talk into the microphone. No, say it. No, we didn't. Say it again. Say it on the radio. You want to say hello to Lydia? Talk no. to say it on the microphone, me, huh? No. Well, say it okay, again. Who, who else do you want to say hello to? Uh, Max. Max, and who else? Jacob. Awesome. Okay, any more shout Okay. Is leave, that- leave that mic on. Anyways, uh, you got a shout-out? I do have a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to Nicholas. Nicholas on the mic. And I'm- a, a shout-out to Christian, your brother, también, mijo. Anyhow, the shout-outs are brought to you by Express Cuts Because we all have to get our hair pimped at one time or another So go to Express Cuts and tell them that the twins sent you Over at 10420 Laura Souza Road in the city of El Monte But us twins, we like to say Big Monte So go to Express Cuts, look them up or just walk in And tell them the twins sent you That's your shout-outs Come on, Mijo, say shoo Go, Mijo (laughs) 
You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I got milk duds. Oh, come on, brother. You can't be doing that right before we... <laughs> I got a milk dud stuck in my teeth. Well, don't be chewing milk duds right before you're supposed to talk on the freaking radio well, you know, I wasn't trying to chew it. Who really chews milk duds on purpose? Anyway, you're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And you're, we're broadcast live on the largest internet radio network in the world. You can contact us via Facebook. You could talk us up all day long um, throughout the show on Facebook and, and do, on Twin Talk Show. Because it's really me and Jose who get on there. It really is. It's not like we have this fancy manager or, or agent over there making us look good. Right. We make ourselves look good, eh? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there, that's what's going on here. So just make sure that you do that. You could also call us on um, the landline, as they call it. Uh, that's 626-275-8946. So how was it? I mean, I know last week I enjoyed the show. How did you enjoy it? I mean, did you really enjoy yourself without me, Mijo? Because, you know, I know you miss me. Nothing's here. the same without my brother. Of course not. Oh my gosh! Because I know you wouldn't have the the gonads to boss Jackie around and Willie Willie Bass. I boss anybody do, around, boss dude. Me around. I boss anybody Shout around. Day, Talk about bossing around. You were groomzilla on the day on the wedding rehearsal and on the wedding day. And I own that. Shit. So don't Damn. give me that crap, Groomzilla's dude. Even... So now you understand what stress is about. You were stressing out, and I might say, brother. That of all your groomsmen, I was the one that was most accommodating. I was the one saying, whatever you want me to do, brother. While everyone had a suggestion. Did you notice that? I did. Everyone and had I, a million I, suggestions. I, I noticed And that I was the only one saying, whatever you want, brother. From the beginning. But I got I, bitch slapped by you. When I was putting together those outfits, like, what are you going to wear? You were very, very accommodating. You, were, you weren't you were like, uh, no, I don't want to wear those shoes and I don't want to wear those socks. Uh, <clears throat> but... You still didn't bring me a shot, eh? You're supposed to bring me a shot, eh? What for, man? Like what else before, did? Like, just before, like, just before the, uh, the when you do the walk-outs, the groomsman's got to bring you a shot, eh? Just one. I didn't want to have, like, more than one, because so this is, is that like why a, you're, Is that why you're giving me, this, is that why you bitch slapped me on re- rehearsal night and on the wedding night? Um, What happened on rehearsal night? Oh, my God. You <laughs> bitch slapped me so bad that day. Didn't even realize how much of a groomzilla he was. I don't know, Angel. I'm just going by what Jose said. No, you, you know, you could talk to anybody. Talk to any of the groomsmen and uh, the ladies. Let me tell you though, my uh, my bride, my wife, mm-hmm. and I at the time, my fiance, and I had a real clear vision of what we wanted uh, the environment to be like. Which is and funny because my brother's like, "Oh, it's going to be a real easy, small, easy wedding," and he like it was totally. But see, weird. that's the whole thing is that is that you're trying to set an environment of 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 
of love and, and free-flowing energy and stuff. And which, you, you know, which, you know, the yard, Miha, mm -hmm. before the event, before people got there, I actually burned incense through the whole yard. And, <gasps> I, and I played my drum in the middle of the, the yard to kind of bring good vibes. Ah. And I get my son, my brother, tripping on me. I was tripping on I'm you? When I'm trying to be in a reflective state. When, you know? when was I tripping on you? Were you when, playing your drums naked in the backyard? Wait, when, when did in I tripped? I never backyard, tripped on yeah, you. I have done that. I never <laughs> tripped on you. I was totally going on, dude. I was just, you know, just tell me what to do, and you just bitching me. I guess I was a little nervous, but you know, it turned out really nice. I was pretty nervous at first, but not to be getting you married. You didn't seem nervous at all. I was nervous. Yeah, once I walked out. Uh -huh. And Lourdes and I walked out. Both of us were so joyful to see everybody. Good. And to be getting married. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Enough of that. It was very nice. It was a very, very nice wedding. Thank you, man. Anyways, now you hear the music. And now you know it's time for our girl from NBC and Telemundo, multimedia journalist, all-around cool chick, owner of a brand new car. Miss Jackie Casas with News and Dirty Laundry. Oh, wow. <laughs> Put that one out there. <laughs> you got a new car, Miha? I did. Congratulations. Thank you. Are you happy with it? Yes. Yeah. I never want to buy a new car again. Really? What? It, what can, can I hated he, it. Can, I hated the process. I don't want to do it ever <laughs> again. I went car shopping They're in creeps, 106 or 110 weather, whatever the fuck it was. It was disgustingly hot. And then the asphalt, it's almost <laughs> like... It's, it feels like when your feet are burning, it's like the asphalt's telling you, ha-ha, you're stupid, so this is why your feet feel like they're on fire. Like, it's just ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. You should have got, uh, what kind of car? What what make is it? What? Uh, uh, I got a Mazda. I don't know if we want to tell people all that. Yeah, that's right. It's a new car, and it's cute. Well, we're not, man. You, you well, can we just say that? I mean, we could cuss, and we could talk about condoms and shit, but we can't <laughs> mention what kind of car she it's has. It's a in. privacy issue, Angel. You don't know what kind of wackos are out there. Angel, I'm serious. A privacy issue. Yeah, because they could Listen, look up a car. Listen, I got enough wackos in my life as it is. I'm thinking about Jackie, dude. You're such a dork, dude. Listen. But you know what? You did send me a picture, and you showed me it, and you yes. said something. You only showed the front of the car, but you said something about her ass being fine. Her ass is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Your car is a her, and she has a nice ass. It's a she. Yeah, it most definitely is a she. Have you named her yet? No, I have not. I don't know yet, because she kind of looks like a bitch. <laughs> like, damn, you a bitch. <laughs> but like a good bitch, but definitely a bitch. Uh, so I'm trying to think of like a bitchy name, like Valerie or <laughs> Valerie. Tiffany. I don't know. <laughs> I got bitchy names. Why are they ba bitches? Have like you know Valerie. That, did you know a girl named Valerie who was a bitch? Yeah. Uh, tell us about her. <laughs> Is she single? Yeah. But she's a bitch. <laughs> oh, but she's white. You may like her, Jose. I like white girls. Orale. Not just, just Orale. not bitchy Orale. white girls. <laughs> so talk to us. What's going on in yeah. the news and dirty laundry today, Miss uh, Jackie Casas? All right, guys. So tonight we start with President Obama's controversial immigration reform will start tomorrow, August 15th. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security will officially begin accepting applications for deferred action, which will offer young immigrants work permits and not deport them so long as they fulfill certain requirements. The Immigration Policy Center estimates about 1.8 million people are eligible. 
This is more than double of what experts initially expected when the program was first announced back in June of this year. A big reason for this increase is the guidelines are far more expansive than originally. What did they do to these in immigrants? So these immigrants are allowed to apply for a work permit. Okay. Um, instead of being deported or being in the process of being reviewed to oh, be no, deported. That's, that's cool. So these are for the children of immigrants that were brought over here. So the requirements are... They're brought over here by a coyote, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> brought over here. <laughs> Who brought them over? Kichi <laughs> coyotes. Hey, the, the, you know, it was the Africans that were brought over here. The Mexicans were already over here. That's right? a good point. <laughs> to get deferred action, you must have arrived here while under the age of 16, and you must have been under the age of 31 as of June 15, 2012. In addition, you must have continuously resided in the U.S. since June 2007. If you do not have a high school diploma or GED, you must be currently enrolled in school. Also, your criminal record can impact your eligibility. Uh, dude, you Here's what I got to say. So we're right? talking about the DREAM Act as constituted, instituted by the uh, 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 Obama administration, which I find quite... It's quite just disturbing it. It just bothers the heck out of me. But, you know, it's not the first time they do something like this. No, it is the first time they do this. They let, they let people uh, work here before no, on okay. work permits and Did shit. Did I miss something? Are we talking about the DREAM Act where they're allowing uh, those to have a, a school? I'm sorry. Maybe I missed I miss her because I was typing something. Start again there, Miss Jackie Casas. What is this we're talking about? Are we talking about the DREAM Act? Where they can apply for a work permit. Oh, yes. Teenagers. Yes, yes. Teenagers. Okay, so it's an amnesty program. It's really what it is. They just don't want to call it amnesty. It's a temporary. It's a temporary. It's which a once after the two years can be renewed, but once again, the requirements... Um, are, are pretty specific, however expansive. Under deferred action, individuals can uh, gain the ability to work as well as receive benefits like getting a driver's That's license firme. and social security number. It is, a, it is an amnesty program. As long as it's done, let's say here, as long as it's done in such a way that they're uh, not allowing uh, any loopholes where they're letting people, they're getting people who are criminals and not letting them in and not letting them process through. And I'm, I'm serious about this. And, and frankly, there, but there, there has to but be a benefit to, to there has to be a benefit to society or to our economy. Otherwise, you can't give everyone a, a, a permission Mijo, to be here. Of course, it's a benefit. The guy got a job, eh? Benefits yeah, and or not, this eh? is for He's working. this is between people of sixteen and thirty years old. That's our that's our young adult community. If we can educate them, give them that opportunity to gain work experience and advance us as far as a country in our education, in our industry, which is completely underdeveloped with pendejos basically. It doesn't matter why not have give them the opportunity not. to have an education I'm and bring us higher as a country. Um, and so their legal uh, status is what's gonna be a, a, a it factor? Yeah, it doesn't matter whether they have their papeles and shit. They, it it absolutely got, matters. It absolutely, as, absolutely no, matters. Why? It absolutely matters whether or not they if, have their papeles. It doesn't matter at all. Because there's 20 million plus illegal aliens in the United States. And... Uh, Hell. But not all of them can qualify for this. Okay, and that's what I'm. I know, and that's what I. That's what I'm saying. Um, there has to be some kind of comprehensive uh, immigration system. The problem is, mm -hmm. think about. Let me finish. Think about the tens of thousands of those people who have applied in a proper fashion before coming here and are not here illegally, who are now at the back of the line. 
Okay, wouldn't you be upset if you were in the back of the line now because and you're because uh, you're staying at home wanting to get and at home in India or whatever trying to get a, a visa or whatever to come what? here and then those twenty uh, a big percentage of those twenty million are getting uh, amnesty. Wouldn't that just say to you, I'm I'm going to now break the law because that's the only way I am going to be listened and heard. Oh man, Jose. Do you really mean that? Eh? I totally mean that. You, how do you think that people are going to get in the back of the line for giving amnesty? It's just saying, okay, you could work. Now go out and get a job. That's one. Oh, hold on. That's no. one point. You know, I'll give you but a work no. permit. This, hold on a you second. You didn't hear me. You misunderstood you, me, you bro. See, you totally do, misunderstood me. How do people me? go get put in the back of the line when you give some people the opportunity to work? Because when you have... When you have uh, tens of thousands, I'm only going to throw up a number. Tens of thousands of people. <laughs> I'll throw to, numbers out. Let me and sound all smart. Trying again. to no, but about tens of thousands. See, Angel, let me finish. I can sound all smart. See, I can never legit. finish. I can never he finish. He just throws numbers out there to sound legit. I am. Shit. I'm, no, I'm telling you, I am admitting the fact that I don't have the number. But let's just say, I, I think no, it's I don't a pretty, want to just say. I'm saying it is a it is a pretty good guess to say that there are tens of thousands of those people that would be immigrants that want to do it legally that are trying to do it through the process through the proper channels and and it does take a long long time for that years for that to happen and yet now they're at the back of the line because you have millions ah. i'm going to say millions of people uh, a potential millions of people that are going to be given amnesty Let's just continue. Let me finish the no, point. No, no, no. I need to finish the no, point. No. I, need to, I need to finish the point. Finish the point. Okay. And given amnesty after having broken the law. That's what, I'm, that's what I was getting at. So they cut in line, eh? What's a big deal? The, after so breaking you're the, the guy law. In line, so after you're, breaking the law. So you're guy in line who would actually get in a fight with, or, or, or have some words with somebody in line because they cut in no, line. No, I'm not it's saying that. It's the same that. thing, I w- eh? No, it's not. I Those are the breaks, eh? No, I'm not saying that. And, I'm just saying and, that. Would you allow that? Would you? How would you feel that if that, that particular injustice? I wouldn't get mad. You know why? Because there's nothing we can do about it the way it is, and the way it there is, is something we can do about then it. Then let's do something. We, we are rewarding. We are rewarding illegal activity. We are rewarding those who do things and 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 cut corners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And those I that don't, you're saying, is we're I, penalizing them. I know what you're saying, but you know the you don't throw the baby out with the bath with bath water. You don't even know okay, what that means. What Where did I'm, that come from? That means that there's a lot a lot of good there that can be gained. Okay. Do you want to know and, what that's saying? Hold from? on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. And and the response that you're coming from, whether or not you you have a good point, they broke the law. They're getting rewarded. They shouldn't do this. I agree that they may have broken the law because they're here illegally. But in the the state that you're coming from, oh, they shouldn't. You know, you're overlooking what could be gained just because of a simple, small little principle that you're that you're hinging on. Uh-huh. And that a lot of people will grab on to uh, these little principles and forget about the big picture and see what, you know, and change your, the energy from no to just give and say, yes, go for it and see what you can you do. You said something it, eh? really big, Angel. I always okay. do. And, you and, just never catch it, eh? Oh, I did just catch it. Just because you say a lot more doesn't mean you say that much. You said something really big. You said the word principle. And the word principle is a capital word, meaning you, you're, you're minimizing it. You're impugning it. You're saying, let me I fin- am can indeed. I finish it? I agree can, with let you. Let me finish. That. Go ahead. I, you're impugning the word just for a little principle. Wait a minute. I That's am. an oxymoron. Uh, the principle is principles. 
that what what is life or society without principles, without morals, without ethics, without laws? But, the principles were broken. Uh-huh. The principles were compromised. But a principle is something that people hinge on. It's really you're, we have to. Yeah. Otherwise, we have a chaotic society. No, right. Anarchy. Right. But one uh, one society's principles could be another society's principles, and that's what I'm getting at. Is that once you you know you you don't hinge on that. You 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 need to hinge. Of course, on we hinge on eternal. It. Of course, something we do. that's eternal. And Otherwise, timeless, it's chaos. And that is giving and not holding on, penting up, penting up. You could tell by the by the words, the just the position of your words of what you everything you just said is there's pent up energy and that's a bad sign and that's why I'm I'm, I'm coming from. I just would like to um, point out the the group that this is being offered to are those who are uh, were children and brought here as immigrants, <laughs> and they are stuck here just as much as the people that are in China, India, applying. They can't do anything. They can't uh, get a legit social security. They cannot get a, a driver's license. They have to do everything through the back door. They are just as stuck as someone who's waiting in Mexico for the last five years that to is get a their, very good their point. paperwork done. And it's so a, they really it, don't advance here. Even they, they are here. And I'm sure someone in Mexico, China, India, Sri Lanka, or whatever is pissed. Like, damn you. You got a quote-unquote amnesty. However, during this whole time, they have just been stuck and not been able to move forward just as much as here, they have. Uh, here, that's a very good point. While they contribute towards their taxes sure, that's a very to good the point. state, to the country. And it's a quandary that we have to determine how to determine. <laughs> it is. It's a quandary. The problem is What's a quandary, the problem man? is the po- well it's 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 a it's a problem it's a dilemma it's something that you got to try and figure out because you you know you need to fix Why don't it. You just say this pedal, you know, because that's a quandary. That's not how I talk, brother. You know, so we got this pedal going on. The problem with that is the the problem is that you got to think about that. Um, you um, uh, like recently in this past year, uh, California instituted the California Dream Act, which allows uh, the children of illegal aliens to. Um, uh, to hey, to you, receive uh, a government or state funds towards their education. Do you dream in color or in black and white? <laughs> Is that, that's a racist situation. <laughs> <laughs> I drink. I I dream in white. That's all I dream. All my dream girls are white. <laughs> No, but, you know, the problem with that is that, okay, all of a sudden you're giving up. Why are you bringing in the DREAM Act? That wasn't part of the dirty, see, Laundry? It is. You do that all the time. Uh, it is you part always of want, it. We, we're talking about something. You it's make an a, example. A, a point, and then you bring something else in that's totally different from what we're talking no, about. No, because she's talking because about the children of illegals. See. She's talking about the children of illegals, and, and that, it, what do you think and the DREAM Act, about, what do you think the DREAM Act go, uh, benefits? The children of illegal aliens. I because they that. will, they will be well, good. because they will receive government funds towards public education. Why do they I mean, uh, higher Mijo, education. our dreams came true. Hey, eh? we got benefits. All illegal. Our todo, dreams eh? came true. So <laughs> act happy. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Let's move on. We're killing this one. Angel's uh, killing this one. I, I. You need to happy. connect our speakers, Mijo. Uh, I don't have them. I don't have them. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I just wanted to make note that the, um, like I said, the government will start accepting applications online as of tomorrow, August 15th. The fee to apply is $465 and covers the cost of getting the employment authorization document and biometrics, which means fingerprinting fee out of the way. The specific instructions for the Deferred Action Program will be released on August 15th. In the meantime... If you have any specific questions, you may want to contact an immigration attorney or free workshops that um, have been 
available. Locally. There's a pair of headphones over there on that chair next to our guest, uh, Jackie. Did you need another pair? Are no, you I'm no, good. it's just that I'm what's good. happening is something's happening that's unplugging this thing. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going and on. And all our headphones are going on. I don't on. know. You oh, plug Theo, it in. Theo Luis needs to come in and fix yeah. our jingle jangle. Come over here. here. Jingle okay. jangle. Okay, move on to the next one. Moving on. So the you know if you need help on that Dream Act too, you could all the uh, the elote guy, the guy that sells uh-huh. the corn on down the street. <laughs> uh-huh. No, so he, he knows I a bet. lot of that. Shit. Let's I move bet on. I he knows what's up. <laughs> We're so running behind. Republican pre- presidential candidate Mitt Romney has chosen his running mate for election year 2012. Republican Wisconsin Congressman Paul Ryan is now on the ticket with him. Romney made his risky decision on choosing the 42-year-old congressman over safer bet contenders. Ryan was a pick for a candidate in need of a jolt as of recent repolls had shown Obama with a small yet pretty steady lead over Romney in key swing states. Ryan stands for a revamp in Medicare, deep spending cuts, a restructured tax code that would cover that would lower all rates even for the wealthy. You know what? I I got to comment on this. You know, I don't really follow any politicians at all. Well, you know that. Everybody knows that. I don't vote on politicians and I'm I'm But you have such talent on the mountain. So, so well, you have such you know, opinions. You know uh, what it does? You got to you got to uh, participate me, in the system other, you know, otherwise or shut up. Typically, <laughs> you know, for people that are uh, do follow they would they would consider me non-educated and uh, not qualified to comment on this because I didn't I say don't, that you did because I don't follow the, the the news on these politicians. But you know, I get a glance here on Yahoo and shit mm-hmm. here and there, and I saw this forty-two-year-old guy. Mm-hmm. It's He's totally, a youngin. See, when you're in my perspective, you totally see. You know, from a higher level, you could see the whole playing field, right? Okay. This bato, he's like a kid, right? It's all about the face and the cuteness of this guy. Okay, just like they, with Sarah Palin, they <laughs> threw in a gambit. With Sarah Palin, they're doing the same thing here because, you know, like Mexico, the guy was like all young. He told them they're, they're trying to hope the same thing. Uh, Honestly, now that just says a lot about, about our campaign. People. No, you know what? I don't think it has th- anything to do with him being good looking because, as a matter of fact, one of the people that was very high on the short list for presidential candidates was Senator uh, Chris Christie out of Jersey. And he is an overweight, very overweight man. And many people would not expect him to be Mr. Brad Pitt-looking movie star. The only but, reason but why is he, is, th- he, is he one of them? Was he uh, chosen? No, he wasn't. Uh, the reason point, why was because he didn't want to be. My point. He said he said no. He didn't want to be part of the list. You know what? If I was run, if I was running for president, who I would go get for my vice president, it would be, and I would totally win. You know that Vato, <laughs> the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> that would I be love my vice that president. Guy. I don't always drink those <laughs> dos but when I do, yes, <laughs> Angel, please run. <laughs> that I would be my vice president, vice presidential choice there, right there. See, oh, I would get gosh. it. You would totally get it. <laughs> I'd be uh, all like, homie, come on, let's have a beer. Eh? Uh, what's, what's, <laughs> well, I wonder what the guy's name is. Does the guy have a name? The most interesting man in the He's, world? I don't I'm know. Sure, I'm, I'm. Mm, crap, I don't remember his name. But anywho, Ryan was introduced over the weekend by uh, Mitt Romney. Um, him, they were on the campaign bus and they came out with their wives and their families. And this was the big announcement over the weekend. Although, however, there was, as Jose said, there was a very short list and he was kind of a surprise, uh, pick. Uh, but like some critics have said that they, this is just like some sort of attention to his campaign you know that what? has been. They're totally trying to get the, the baseball, polls. the baseball fans uh, to vote because that name sounds like a pitcher, Mitt Ryan. Mitt Romney. I know, but no, Mitt Ryan. <laughs> like Nolan Ryan? Yeah, Mitt Ryan. 
dude, you get all your. There's baseball. nothing more American than baseball and apple pie. Yeah. So vote Mar- Mitt Romney versus uh, and Mitt, Riley, and, and, Mitt Romney and, and Paul Ryan and illegal workers. También. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Romney um, promised that Ryan would be a candidate who appeals to the better um, angels of the American people. Yes. Uh-huh. Angels? Mm-hmm. Is that what he said? That's what he said. Uh, yeah, Appeals yeah. to the better angels of the American what League. What did I say? What did I say? The lift. angels? The California angels? What are they? American <laughs> League? I told you. Man. What I did I, What can I say, man? I'm a visionary. Uh, he feels <laughs> like he could lift the national dialogue. <laughs> okay. There you go, guys. Well, here's the deal. I got, uh, for me... Anybody after liking, George Bush I'm can lift any, the what national do you think? dialogue. You're, 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 in that, you're in that barrio, Jose. So uh, what do you think? I am not in that barrio. You mean in the, the political in, environment? In that, yeah. I mean, you're all in the re- Republican. I am not Republican. I am registered nonpartisan. <laughs> conservative. But I am conservative. I, I, like, I, I like Ryan. I would have preferred Christie. God, Christie does not no. want to run for anything. Christie is this like sounds like too a cereal. much. Um, Ryan Christie pops. <laughs> Listen, Christie is like loud and he's too much. I'm actually glad they didn't pick him. Oh God, he's so annoying sometimes. Uh, but, he, but he's from gener- Jersey. He's from Jersey, so it's Jersey people sometimes. Oh, our, our Jersey listeners are going to be. Uh, what the hell are you talking about? GMO. No, flakes. they know they're too much to handle. <laughs> Jersey people know they are too much to handle. Uh, no, but I I like Paul Ryan. I think he's great. He's young. He brings in he a, a younger but demo. That's the thing. He's really young. So what? I don't really know if he's experienced enough. He's forty two. I mean, we had a forty something year old president. I get it, but <laughs> I just feel like you like older, like, older like guys. Obama. Well, I like do President like Obama, yeah, who had like President Obama, who or Senator Obama, who had. 18 months maximum experience as a senator and only was present for six months of it. But you knew. As experience, and he was a community organizer. What kind of experience is that? But you had heard, but uh, you had heard good things of Illinois, of what he had done for the state. What did he do? He'd do nothing. He didn't. He he was only he was only present yes he was only present for six months and then he was campaigning the rest of the time, and his voting record ninety percent of his of the time he was he voted absent he wasn't even there you know so he had no history all he had was PR so I'm sorry Jack Gosses but you believe the hype. Is uh, is uh, Obama winning right now in the polls? Yes, uh, he's neck he's, and neck, and he's winning by a neck. Mijo, just, he's it's it's <laughs> it's tight, he's got a long but neck. he's been but he's been winning pretty much throughout the. But whole let me tell you, Jose. Process. Let me tell you this, Jose. Um, you know, save your breath on on, and I'm not, I don't care about any presidents, but save your breath about taking down Obama. You should. You should. We don't have enough listeners to make any effect on the polls. Okay. No, that's so, not the point. <laughs> it's not the point. It's a twi- it's a talk show. I'm talking. I'm expressing my well, opinions. I'm, I, I'm just you know, but you're very passionate. I am a passionate <laughs> because I'm so, talking. To, you know, save what? some of that energy. I'm talking. You're to not going to affect the bowl. Jackie, polls. I feel bad <laughs> that Jackie, who's a very educated woman and a smart girl and fantastic Listen, personality, I like Obama. But but, but let me finish. I like Obama. But how was yeah, it? He had, good, he had good PR. He had good PR. He had and that's good PR, it. of and course. And this is why we have all these these new things that are coming up for his presidential the, bid in 2012. Let me tell you. But I dig him. Sorry. You, the only, but you can't vote let me someone tell you because what I, you dig him like his Brad Pitt. What yes, the fuck you, other reason do people vote for Because you dig them. Because you dig them because you like them for their record. You like what they yeah, stand okay, what's for. His, what, what you was like his what their priorities. What was his record? I don't know the details of <laughs> the fucking... But what I was dig it? What did him. he stand for? I liked his campaign. I felt like he was honest. McCain, McCain and Palin were throwing all these stupid things about like, 
oh, you can't put a lipstick on a pig, and then they correlated it to Obama. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, he wasn't even talking about that. He was talking about that was the media. Something dude. that, that was, was so 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 stupid. They were totally dirty. They were totally dirty. And Obama was like, hey, hold on. And Obama was like, you know, I stand for this. I want. He never ever mentioned you, Palin, even with her no. stupid ass. What did he stand for? I want to hear hey. three things that he stood he for. He stood for change. change. That's it. First, first black president in the house. First black president in the house. I have to say something. Stood for middle middle class. Stood for those people that weren't the wealthy and their corporate taxes. The reason why I asked you what he stood for is because I knew you were going to say change. And that was his slogan. My point is, my point indeed, what a genius campaign. Because change. Because he's a smart Because he didn't have to say. He didn't have to say what the change is about. A million people said a million different things what the change was about. There, it was so ambiguous. It was genius. And that's what was good about it. Hey, but the know, problem is on, he didn't have Jose. to provide a specific change. Hey, Jose, hold on. Jose, he didn't I'm have not, to. Uh, look, I'm not, I'm not like Obama, pro-Obama or against Obama. I don't care. You know, but the one thing I can't say about Obama, and you're right about the change thing, Jose, but all, every, every president and every administration will have a good slogan to get him to win, so it doesn't matter. But... The guy could dance, eh? <laughs> and sing. And he can sing too. And sing. He could dance, and you know, and you know when. And let me tell you one one thing: when him and his wife look at each other, you <laughs> God. know, the, you know. So they, that's what you're voting on. for. No, I God. didn't. I didn't vote for him. But eh? Jack is going to vote for them because they can dance to Beyonce. When they look at yep. themselves in, on TV, and you sing Al Green. Yep. Jose, he's tapping that man. It's not wrong with that. I'm saying, be. but you could tell. At least he's tapping she, his wife. She and looks not happy. Some she looks very what happy. You, okay, no. what, what what are you trying to say? What my, I'm saying, son, what I'm saying is whether he's a good president or not. I don't care. The guy's pretty cool. He's a cool cat, eh? He he was like runner up for the most interesting man in the world commercial. Eh? Mm. Anyway, Marisol Mendez says, "Change for what? Change can mean different things for different people, and that's what I'm trying to say. For millions of people, everyone had a different change, different whatever." We need to move on to the next subject. We're, we're, we're running late. Go on to the next one. Jose's beating a dead horse. <laughs> all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is Obama had a lot of meat with Palin and McCain, <laughs> and he didn't go That's there. That's what she said. <laughs> he didn't go there. He didn't, he didn't go there. He had a lot of meat that he could have gone along, and he didn't. That shows you what kind of guy he is. Oh, my gosh. Moving on. Like I said earlier, what does the um, busted up economy and a rise in obesity rate have in common, guys? I know. What's up? What? Can I? Yes. Uh, Junk food. It's a lot cheaper. You go to Walmart and get it a lot cheaper. Mm. It's more expensive. GMOs, uh, all that processed food, and then the the super super happy meals and shit. That's a good one. But no. (laughs) According to a new study, it says that men who are stressed out are more likely to find a rounder, plumper woman more attractive. Men under stress not only rated the attractiveness of heavier women more positively, they found women appealing across a wider size spectrum than did men who were not That's stressed. That's very Did you very just say wider size spectrum? In yes. other words, women... I like that. In other words, hey, baby, let me check out your wide spectrum. <laughs> That's mm. interesting. So that I means that, that men, <laughs> men who tend to be more stressed out like big women. They're, they're, they're chubby chasers. <laughs> okay, I don't like that term, but fine, whatever. This is according to a new study published girls by the... Girls say that all the time, chubby chasers. I got that yeah, from a girl. Yeah, but I don't like that word. But it's, it's for girls. What's wrong with chubby chasing? I don't know. I don't like it. Girls don't like to be 
Don't I don't know. I Whatever. Like, I like, like thick. I like curvy. Thick is cool. I call luscious. I don't like thick. Meaty. I'd rather say chubby. But I don't like chubby. Curvaceous. Chubby, chubby sounds like. Like thick sounds así sexy. Así me gusta, así de llenita. Thick, así, I like you know. curves. Thick, uh-huh. curvy, meaty. That sounds sexy. Uh-huh. But chubby sounds like womp womp. <laughs> Anywho, this is according to a new study that was published by the Open Access Journal Public Library of Science. Those findings are in line with the long-standing evolutionary theories of how humans define beauty ideals in the opposite sex. So if your friend st- is stressing out and your and your wife is chubby, don't bring him over, eh? I'll be checking out your wife. Mm-hmm. Huh. The study was conducted by some researchers in the University <laughs> of uh, Westminster in London. They gathered 81 uh, heterosexual male university students between the ages of 18 and 42 and divided them into um, two groups. Each individual in the no-stress group was shown to a quiet room before he was asked to judge a series of photographic and standardized images of women who ranged from emaciated to obese. To induce emaciated. <laughs> to induce stress in the members of one group, the researchers put individuals in a mock job interview situation, standing each man before a video camera, tape recorder, and a panel of four judges, asking him to make a five-minute pitch for himself. I so would've... the stress participants were taken further by uh, further rattled by having no to count backwards from 1,022 by factors of 13. So it was a very stressful okay, situation. Okay, okay. Oh, the numbers, you lost us on the numbers, okay? The just, point is... Well, the point is, they just checked to see which stressful guys liked what chubby chicks, and that's that. Yeah. That's all this. All the numbers, come on. Orale, you lost me. Yeah, so when they, <laughs> they oh, found uh, themselves attracted to um, a wider range of body shapes and sizes than did the unstressed men. Well, I'll tell you what. I think most men are attracted to all different I don't mind any kind. I like all sizes. I like them no, emaciated. Some, the, I like them chubby. In between, I like the small, small breasts. I like the big breasts. I like the ones in between. I like the breast that's higher than the left breast is lower. Wowzers. I, I don't mind that either. You like the high-low? High-low, yeah. You notice that? You notice that? I notice that stuff. Mm. I, 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 I notice the woman's symmetry, you know? A woman in the, in A the woman's symmetry. symmetry. Sometimes it's a rectangular shape, and sometimes it's a circular shape. No wonder you don't get any, man. Dude, I, You're all getting mathematical what, and shit. I said, when you talk about a woman, you don't get mathematical. Hey, baby. She's like, hey, is my butt big? It's quite symmetrical, babe. (laughs) You know? And when you stand that way, it sort of looks like a trapezoid. Well, you, and if you bend over, what the it's... Mu- <laughs> I do not want to be told my ass looks like a trapezoid. <laughs> FYI. Baby, you well, look, you're trapezoidal, the, baby. Why, why do they... Did they ask... What, did they have like a theory as to why stressed men would uh, be attracted to a... You know what? It didn't say why. They just found out that that's what happens. I know, I, you know what? I know why. I'll give you my theory, I know too. why, because when I'm stressed... I love eating ice cream, man. Eh? I was about to say that. So you know, so you only, so I you would so. assume that you only like a thicker woman because she's got a gallon of ice cream, eh? <laughs> Show, <laughs> and you can eat it together. I guess says, you know what? I have that's close to my theory. I think that when when people are stressed out, they tend to eat. Uh, spicier foods, saltier foods, more more bountiful. And what a drag and, with a chick. And when they see a woman who's big. I mean, it's either they. Is it like they, a comfier they, thing? Maybe go with a with a vegetarian I can never, and I can just never say, oh, I'm watching my figure. I no, I can't have that. <laughs> I can never finish. How could you eat me? that? You know, that would be a terrible Netflix. Let me finish. Night. Let you know? me finish. 
You no, said your theory. I said my theory. No, well, I was already, I was saying my theory when you interjected. No, you there. did it. You finished. You, you're riding on my coattails, eh? I was the one who got who said the whole thing I about agreed. the ice cream, and then you jumped on my coattails, and now you're calling it yours. I'm not I'm agreeing. I, I don't care, but you got to let me finish before I let you finish. Okay, Chai, my turn. You've been talking the whole time. My man. turn. So the point is, I already forgot. I what believe. We're I believe. Yeah, me too. <laughs> on the next topic. Next one. <laughs> I'm done. No, move on. No, tell me what did you think. No, I'm done. done. Go I move. No. no, we're done. We're done. Move on to the next just, one. Just, just move on to the next. Angel. That's real stupid. <laughs> next one. Point is, uh, stressed out men like girls who are thicker. Yeah. Okay, okay this one I made me think of Angel, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a good way. Instead of joining her honeymoon, a 31-year-old bride-to-be is behind bars uh-huh. after allegedly killing her fiancé hours before they were set to get married. Orale. Now... Not because I thought Lourdes would kill you, Angel, but it's just like, <laughs> I, I wonder if, you know. What happened? Why did she kill him before the wedding? This chick, Nicola Darcel Franklin. You know what? It had to do everything. It had everything to do with the guest list. I bet. <laughs> I bet. She's being charged with criminal homicide in the stabbing death of Billy Raphael Brewster, who uh, is 36, and her uh, ex-fiance? <laughs> is that what you would say? Ex-fiance? Yeah, I guess I would say that would a be, wi- she's not a widow. It would be deceased. Deceased fiance? Or yeah. He- Anywho. Hexed. Uh, <laughs> she uh, had first pleaded the guilt uh, that she was not guilty, and uh, she kept on denying it. You got to check again. She was literally in court saying that this did not happen. She wants her family back. And then uh, she was rocking <laughs> back and forth, a little crazy. Then when she was asked if she understood the homicide charge, Franklin wept and choked out the words, I did not kill him on purpose. On purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh. They were set to be married on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m., but police were called to the apartment shortly after 2 a.m. earlier that morning. What did he die of? She found, they found Brewster bleeding from the torso as he lay on the um, floor of the apartment. So he's dead. he was pronounced dead a little bit over li- uh, an hour later in the hospital. Well, so, but you no know, details on the uh, type of uh, injury or wound? Or uh, he was stabbed in the torso, apparently. So and he just died from his injury. She was 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 chopping onions. It was death by China. (laughs) They threw China at him. eh? I I told you, eh? I had some close call by China. So this is um, this is Franklin's booking photo, and she looks. She looks like she. She's crying. She looks like she could throw some China at you, eh? You need to post that on Facebook. I mean, on our Facebook page. She looks like um. Whoopsies! I did something. Orale. Okay. Moving on, guys. Uh, I'm so sad. The what? Olympics are over. The Harry Potter Olympics? <laughs> I don't know. I dude, The whole opening ceremonies with Harry Potter just blows me away. <laughs> okay, so, so there's... Like your country's like... Their country's a lot older than ours. Yeah. And that's what they could dig up. No, they went through the whole history. They started from but the But it was Harry Potter, eh? Well, it, had a, it looked like Harry, Harry Potter. Harry Potter was very significant. There was a whole series of books and movies, not to mention it brought back a whole bunch of youths back into reading. Remember in the late 90s and early it's 2000s still, or whatever it was? It's still Kids pop. started reading again. Thank God for Harry Potter. I, know, I didn't man, like was... the books myself or the movies, but a lot of kids started reading again. Dude, I would have brought out some of the monarchy, you know, like the the uh, the round table, the Knights of the Round Table. Or they stuff did like do that. stuff like that. I would have kept it. I would have kept it right there. But once you bring Harry Potter in, (laughs) I'm like, Charlie. 
I'm sad because I actually really, really liked watching the Olympics. And um, the U.S. won the most uh, gold medals, coming away with 46 gold medals, 104 medals in total. China came in second, coming in with 88 medals. And Great Britain came in third with 65 medals in total. It's kind of really sad that it's over, but I just wanted... How many did Guatemala get? <laughs> I'm just saying that because my wife um, is Guatemalan. She said, "You know what?" She said, "Dude, Guatemala is in the Olympics because you saw them on the, uh, on the, on, you know, when they're marching in the ceremonies." Yes. And the next day, she's like, "Guatemala's on their way home now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> sad day. I just want to say, you know, what was firme is that uh, it was Mexico that broke that streak from Brazil. Yes, that is what I want to talk about. The Mex Mexico wins its first Olympics men's soccer gold medal. Yeah. Yay, Mexico! Viva Mexico with all your legal aliens over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they I'm won uh, the game last Saturday at Wembley or Wembley. Wembley Stadium. <laughs> that was my attempt for a London uh, <laughs> a British accent. accent. Yeah, didn't really work. <laughs> Anywho, they beat Brazil two to one. Two of the goals were the two. Uh, the two goals were scored by Oribe Peralta, which is this new up and comer kid. He sounds Central American. He. Uh, so, like I said, this is the. First Olympic soccer gold medal for Mexico. The closest they had ever come to uh, getting a medal was in 1968 when the Olympics were in Mexico City way back when. Um, so it was excited. Of course, the favored Brazilians who always win soccer for everything. You know, how, how else do you get a bunch of Mexicans up at 6 in the morning to drink beer? But a, yeah, soccer. a soccer, the, the, game, soccer game. It doesn't take much. Well, <laughs> aside from the fact that it was their first gold medal, they actually broke a record with um, Peralta making scoring a goal within the first thirty seconds yep. of the game. He went goal, and goal, the goal, Olympic goal, officials goal, 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 goal. Olympic officials said it was the breaking record of the first goal ever made at a soccer game at the Olympics. That was awesome. Brazil didn't make their one and only goal all the way till the back end of the game, about, I don't know, two, three minutes left. And um, sorry, Brazil, you womp womp this time. And uh, too <laughs> womp, bad. Womp, womp. <laughs> too bad you didn't get it this year. Also, uh, the U.S. soccer team won the gold medal. Um, yeah. Yay! Uh, that women's soccer, it's a right? women's soccer team, right? U.S. women's soccer, U.S. women's basketball team won the gold as well. U.S. Uh, men's uh, basketball team won. We, we, we kicked ass. That's why we, yeah. we came out to number one. That's very exciting. Okay, yay. Very glad to hear <laughs> that. <laughs> um. Also, uh, so since we're on the sports topic, I wanted to talk about Chad Ochocinco. Ochocinco? Who's that? He he's a basketball is player. Chad Ochocinco? No, he's not. He's a football, football player. player. Okay, That's his whatever. name, Ochocinco? Yeah. Uh, well, his name is Chad Johnson, but his number is 85. So and he's he's known to be very cocky and very full of himself. So he changed his name to Ocho Cinco, which is 85 in ah, Spanish. clever, eh? So he's, he's very controversial, and uh, he's been struggling. Uh, getting a contract and all that sort. And he um, is flamboyant, just got married 41 days ago to Evelyn Lozada, who comes out in a VH1 reality, reality show, Basketball Wives. I'd say she's a he's a basketball player. No, because she used to be a basketball wife, and then she got divorced. But then she got player. on the show okay. after, but then... So she's a football wife. She's a football wife. However, sad days, they're getting a divorce. Because... Well, she's going to go to baseball, and they're just going to call her a... <laughs> 
Sports ball wife. wife. <laughs> Just call her a ball wife. She's a baller. They're getting <laughs> divorced, and he's apologizing for his domestic debu- dispute that landed him in jail. Apparently, there was some sort of um, scramble with them over the weekend where she found a receipt for a condom box in his car. So they got in an argument, and apparently, according to police reports, he headbutted her. Holy crap. And uh, she didn't report it, though. It was a police officer that uh, that's actually so noticed. That's jockish, isn't it? Right? Like a jock. Totally. Fucker. I'm sorry. They got small brains. Totally. So, you know, the, the, you have to, th- if you're a football player, you have to have a small brain because you need all that extra cushion to take care of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you got more, you know. More skull area there, and then a small little brain. Well, yeah, they, they, you know, they get all these heads, headbutts or whatever from uh, football, you know, whatever. They get stuck. What do they call it? They crash. The, yeah. the police officer. Yeah, when they crash. Uh, what Their skull? <laughs> they get tackled. That's there the word. Tackle. Tackle. <laughs> like, wow. Why couldn't I remember that name? That word. Our and guest it, is over here making signs. What are you saying? <laughs> so the uh, police officer. Do you officer, sign language in Spanish for me, please? <laughs> the police officer uh, noticed a laceration on her forehead. And then, you know, when he started asking her a question, it was a um, headbutt. So because of that, the uh, Chad, Chad Ochocinco has now been dropped from the Miami Dolphins uh, as the wide receiver. And what does he say? Is it true or not? Well, at first he was saying that it was her, that she had headbutt him. Um, but now, that ain't gonna. That is never gonna fly. Yeah. But now he's saying, "I'm sorry." You just got. Hey, you just got to throw the headbutt all out of the picture. Hey, eh? just say she hit the mirror or something by accident. Yeah, like no body. Contact. Like I wasn't even there. I you know, I walked in the room and she had just like bumped into something. Yeah, you know? she was now she's throwing cr- it on me. Eh? She was a floor crying. Yeah. And I walked so in. So <laughs> he got dropped from the Miami Dolphins, and now Evelyn Lozada is dropping him. She has filed for divorce uh, for divorce papers. Yeah, the Dolphins ain't doing that good mm-hmm. anyways. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. They don't so have a good team. Chad Ochocinco. Some people may say Chad Ochocinco got eighty sixth. He totally did. Eighty sixth, brother. <laughs> He totally get. He totally did. <laughs> All right. So you know, like I said, the Olympics are over, and I'm very sad about it. But not too sad about it because the Paralympians. Yeah, the Paralympians, awesome. What's They're starting August 29th. What's awesome. a Paralympian? Like a parallel universe? <laughs> the Paralympians, brother, are the the Olympics for the disabled. Those who have uh, running, for instance, uh, with uh, amputees or uh, the wheelchair, all, all oh, that stuff. Okay. And they actually have full-fledged... Uh, as long as they it. don't have a uh, Harry Potter in the Olympics, <laughs> see... Uh no, I, I I don't I don't think they will. But it's the it's the uh Paralymp- <laughs> Paralympics, which like um, Jose was saying, it's for those athletes that have a disability, a, a cause to an amputation, spinal cord injuries, visual impairment, or cerebral palsy. That's awesome. I have this wart. <laughs> Do I qualify? I don't want to know where it is. I don't want to know how you got it. I don't want to know how often you scratch it. I just. <laughs> Just Thank you for sharing. Go apply and see if they're <laughs> So go apply. So uh, one of the athletes that will be taking part in the Paralympian uh, uh, Games is Katie Sullivan. She's participating in the 100-meter race. Uh, she's a runner and also an actor and a fantastic all-around athlete. Yeah, and on the line right now, we have Katie Sullivan. She, like As she says, actor and athlete. Miss Katie Sullivan, can you hear us? Katie Sullivan. Hello, Katie. Oh, no. Katie. <laughs> I swear she's on the line. So what's her disability? She can't talk. <laughs> Let's try her again. 
Keep talking about Sadie Sullivan. Katie, Sadie Sullivan. Katie Sullivan. So she's a runner? Yeah, she's a, a runner, and she will be participating in the 100-meter race at the Paralympic Games. Uh, and she's also a... Um, so what is, what is her thing, her condition? I don't want to say disability. What is it, that she doesn't have a leg? Or, or she's... Either. Is, 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 is that her? No. Uh, she's a, um, she was born without her legs, with both of her legs, and she's worn prosthetic legs all of her life. Oh, that means so she's running. So she's been, uh, she's been an athlete since she was young. She was in gymnastics and uh, was in the local swim team. Um, so she's got no legs. I'll race her. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, she's badass, dude. She's badass. You don't want to race her. Trust yeah, me. She, um, she's been in sports, and also at a young age, she went into acting. So she's performed all over the country. Um, she's <laughs> been on stage. She's been on movies and in television series, <laughs> even here in L.A. Um, and she actually had the um, lovely opportunity to sing at the 1996 Olympic opening ceremonies here in oh, uh, Atlanta in right the U.S. On. Well, you know, I know why she's not on the phone, because she heard Jose talking about Obama. <sighs> <laughs> She's all, forget that, eh? I'm not going to hang around. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, so she's um, a really, really, really great athlete that will be able to participate at the end of this month. Let's see if the phone line works this time. Let's see if she, it works out here. Hello, Katie. This is Jose from Twin Talk. Can you hear us? Yeah, how are you? Oh, right. I don't know what happened, but Theo Luis's garage, we had to jank the phone system here, and he doesn't know we even pirated his phone line. But thank you so much for coming on to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel and accepting our call. I was telling uh, my brother and Katie that, I mean, uh, and Jackie that I met you, Katie, and uh, yeah. that, that my brother says, oh, he's going to race you. <laughs> I, to- <laughs> I told him you're badass. You're- <laughs> so listen, I wanted to, um, we want to tell people a little bit about you. So you are we, you taller we- than her? Uh, when she stands with uh, with her uh, prostheses, mm-hmm. she's taller than me. Yeah. Uh, I'm five nine. I'm five nine. Mm-hmm. You're five nine. Now, will you tell people a little bit about your background? You you are considered an amputee, but you were really born uh, uh, without legs. Is that what it, uh, the story? Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. My um my mom had a normal pregnancy, and there was nowhere no indication that anything was um, awry, but. Um, when I was born, I just came out without, um, nothing grew below my knees. So, um, it's just how I, I came into this world and it's all I've ever known. And, um, I've just adapted and moved on and, um, it's, it's definitely been an interesting life, but, uh, it's mine. So I take it. What I think is amazing is that. Uh, you are going to compete in in the big world event, which is the Paralympics in London. Yeah. And you only recently started running uh, in competition. Period. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, had never run in my life until uh, about six years ago. Um, I just without the technology. I mean, I think everybody now has seen. Uh, most people got to see Oscar run in the Olympics, and we. Um, the a- double amputee run in the Olympics recently, and he and I run on the same running seats. The same company makes them, and so um, until you have a pair of those, running's not really an option um, for an amputee. And so it was really once that I, given the opportunity um, by Hanger Clinic, the prosthetic company that makes my prosthesis, 
it was then that I was even that door was even opened and I was able to to give it a shot. And now you're running with the best. You are, but you are considered a double amputee, meaning you have two prostheses and uh, 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 one in each leg. But you are also competing with women who are single amputees. How, uh, does, is that daunting? Correct. I mean, it's daunting because I mean, honestly, it would be it would be awesome if there were enough athletes in my physical circumstance competing in the world. But um, what we're doing, we're sort of pioneering and 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 showing people that it is possible so i might not still be racing by the time that there are bilaterals um having that have their own races in paralympics but um it would be it'll be because we did what we did that other people will see it this is the first paralympics that any bilateral above knee amputees are competing in ambulatory track um ever so um being one of those people is phenomenal that is fantastic now another thing i want to cover real quick uh, we run out of time because we're we're so behind but you are an actor and uh yeah. and i read that uh, that most of your parts up until most recently you were playing able-bodied uh characters yeah tell us about that yeah i mean i i grew up as an actor and, and like i said i was born with this disability so it wasn't something that i ever really saw as something um, that or something that I even really identified with in a lot of ways. And um, uh, most of the time there aren't roles written for people to be an amputee. And if you wanted to be involved in theater growing up, you just kind of blended in with everybody else and, and put a, you know, put a smile on and did the play or whatever. And, um, and I loved it. And I, I got my degree in acting and did a lot of professional theater in Chicago before I moved to Los Angeles. And, when it was when I moved here, that that it really, in some ways, has been a big advantage because it it makes me stand out from the rest of of the people. But um, it can be a disadvantage at times because I think people are a little afraid to cast a performer with a disability sometimes. So, tell us about um, tell us about some of the uh, big roles or uh, that you've or that you played in, or, or productions. Yeah, I um uh, I was on My Name Is Earl. Um, uh, all the, right. It was uh, it was a really fun show to be a part of. Great cast and um, just a, a super, just lighthearted show to be on. And um, I've done a uh, I've done a number of pilots um, for different networks. Um, I'm with Stupid, and pilots are kind of you know anything about the industry. It's kind of you, they shoot ten of them, and maybe one of them gets picked up in a right. year. So. Um, uh, so a lot of people have done a lot of stuff that nobody sees. I still do theater. I did a play about a year and a half ago. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman directed me in a play in Chicago and, awesome. um, Tom, Tom Hardy, who played, um, Bane ba- in the recent black, uh, Batman movie played by husband. And, wow. um, so I'm working, I'm a working actor. I just, Things are a little bit on pause for for the next month until I'm back from this little this, this little trip I have planned to go to the Paralympics. Uh, so you know what, we wish you lots of luck. Uh, we look forward to uh, speaking you, to you when you come back with a medal. And uh, listen, we're going to give you an opportunity to get, let, let our listeners know where they can find your social networking or or networks sure. or websites. Please let let them know where they could catch up to you if. If you're not running that fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I have a, a, a Facebook fan page. It's Katie Sullivan, K-A-T, with, uh, with a Y, K-A-T-Y, Sullivan, um, actress, athlete. Awesome. Um, and I'm going to be posting stuff um, ongoing about London and what's going on and, and the Paralympics and all that stuff. So if people want to catch up with me there. And then I also have a website, um, www.katiesullivan.net. That's Katie with a Y, K-A-T-Y, and two yep. L's on Sullivan. K- Katie, thank you so much. It was a real honor to meet you today no. and speak with you. Please, please. Thank co- you so much. Hey, next time, when you come back from London, will you come into our garage and actually be here live with us? Because I want you to kick I my... I love that. I want you to kick my brother's ass. I'll race you. I will, I will race your brother. Awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, Katie, bye-bye now. Hey, you know, when she talked about the pilots, you know, you do 10 of them, maybe one hits. It reminds me of when I was single. Eh? <laughs> I'll meet 10 girls, maybe I'll hit up one hit. <laughs> one hit see? Uh, anyways. All right, Jackie, is that it or we got more? Uh, we got more stuff for you guys. Um, Rocket. <clears throat> last one. You know, I like to gross you guys out sometimes. <laughs> so you know how we have like, oh, what's the new trending thing to do? Uh, piercings, uh, tattoos on your face. Seems like the Remember next planking, Remember when planking was trending? <laughs> yeah. I, I tweeted I tweeted a picture of myself planking. You planked it? Oh, yeah. loser. It was so stupid. I, didn't I plank. Had, I totally had to plank. You're such I was extended a... on a Starbucks table you are so outside loose. of the sidewalk with my video camera, my 40 pound ca- camera <laughs> extended in front of me. Uh-huh. And uh, John Klimak from NBC took a picture of me and posted it all over the place. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well, this isn't quite like pink, uh, planking. Seems like the next big thing is. Um, Anal tattoos. Oh God, that's gross. <laughs> oh my gross. God. Okay, we're done. We're so done. Sorry. No, listen. No, we're listen, done. This is blo- <laughs> this this is um no. this is blowing up after. <laughs> yeah, <we're done. laughs> I'll say it's blowing up. Okay, we gotta move. No, Charlie, let's hear this. <laughs> this is after the 17th annual South Florida Tattoo Expo that happened over the weekend, and this uh, of 20, course, 22 t- right. <laughs> This 22-year-old woman um, was at this expo, and uh, she decided to uh, get an anal tattoo. And she feels, she says that it feels really, really good. Oh, my God. Seems like it is not her first anal tattoo because she... Well, how big is her ass? <laughs> That's pretty... I mean, really, how could you, what could you put on there, you know? Uh, well, all you need is... She actually, with- <laughs> she has the name of her boyfriend. Look, you put a <laughs> you put an M on one cheek and you put an M on the other one, and it says "Mom." <laughs> okay, let's go, ladies and gentlemen. We're done. And it so says, she has wow. her boyfriend's name, and a lot of people were digging it at the expo. It uh, seems like it might be the next big thing. I tell you what, it's just not, it's just. Hey, I don't look, know. there was what was happening. Splitting your tongue was cool. Getting a face tattoo is cool. Getting those things inserted into your forehead to look like you I have, I think like, it would be the dopest thing to do. If you're going to get a tattoo on your ass, put, like, the worst person you <laughs> don't like, man. You know, like, you know, your boss, <laughs> your ex, <laughs> feed me, man. That would be she dope. She has her boyfriend's name in there, and she says that she, uh, she likes it. And um, Anyways, one of our listeners, Jaime Sanchez, says, Cochina. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Jackie with the uh, news and dirty laundry. Woo!
Thanks, guys. We're going to be back. When we come back, uh, we have awesome guest Natasha Middleton, our choreographer uh, extraordinaire. Also, um, from uh, a filmmaker, uh, a fantastic documentary called Death by China, Mr. Peter Navarro. We'll be right <laughs> back, folks. Choo! You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And uh, as we promised, uh, uh, with us in, uh, coming up is an awesome filmmaker of, of a film called <laughs> Death by China. Now, it's about the uh, industrialization. I don't know. What, it, what do you call it? I don't know. I, I it, thought it was about somebody throwing their dishes at you, eh? It's having to do with the <laughs> fact that how China is becoming such a big, power, powerful force that, that it's actually, they're taking over our commerce. And uh, we're losing jobs because of it. Because of the, the fact that there's no regulations in China, our, our environment is being affected, a lot of things. Let me play the trailer, and then we're going to talk to Peter Navarro, the filmmaker himself. Listen to this. It's, it's, it's just amazing. I was laid off three times within six months until I was permanently laid off. I graduated with my bachelor's and I haven't been able to find anything. Jobs disappear and the way the economy is going right now, it's tough to find a job. When the workers in China are being abused, then workers in America have a tougher time competing against them. Five and a half million manufacturing jobs are gone. 57,000 manufacturing facilities closed in this nation. Some of the workers at companies, literally their last act at the factory was to unbolt the machine and load it up to be shipped off to China. There's no question that a large part of China's competitive advantage has come from environmental neglect. 16 of the world's 20th dirtiest cities are located in the People's Republic. That leads to carbon emissions and particulate matter falling all along the coast of the United States. If you put it in your mouth or the hands of a child, don't buy it from China. They're not only ruining our economy, they're poisoning our children with the toys that we give them. China until today is a totalitarian regime. It's a dynasty, not republic, not people's country. China's military power is strengthening very, very rapidly. It's developing a modern, well-equipped, technologically capable military. China is the only major nation in the world that is preparing to kill Americans. 
we're a subsidiary of China and getting worse and worse because they're going to own us pretty soon. If we talk about who's to blame, I think partially our own government. Our government should be doing something. They could have stepped in, I think, a long time ago. Please hear us. I think that at every level, people could boycott and there would be a shot heard around the world. That is the trailer for a new documentary film uh, called Death by China. And it's not, like my brother says, not China that they, <laughs> they, throw, they throw the dishes at you. Eh? <laughs> anyway, on the line with us right now, the writer, producer, and director of uh, Death by China. He's a Harvard-trained Ph.D., economist and professor at the Paul Mirage School of Business and University of California, Irvine. He's the author of uh, a couple of books, including the one that the film was based on, Mr. Peter Navarro. Uh, this is Jose from Twin Talk. Can you hear us? Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Well, fantastic. Thanks right so, thank you so much for being on Twin Talk. We appreciate your coming on with us. What an honor. I must say that uh, I watched the trailer, and I'm dying to watch the film because I read a book. Um, I must say, let's see, it was a book by uh, Kiyosaki and Trump. And one of the things that uh, Trump said over and over in the book uh, was – that we should watch out with China because we are giving away all of our manufacturing, and that was that's what keeps our economy going. Uh, what do you think about that, Mr. Navarro? Yeah, that's essentially the, the theme of, of the film. Uh, basically, what we do is we go back to an important time in history, uh, not so long ago, the year 2001, which is kind of when we let China fully into our markets. It was supposed to be free trade that benefits both countries, but... In fact, they came in and they, they used what I call in the film these weapons of job destruction, these unfair trade practices, things like currency manipulation and illegal export subsidies. And over the last 11 years, we've, we've seen over 50,000 of our factories close in this country. We've lost 6,000 manufacturing jobs. We now have 25 million people who can't find a decent job. And, and on top of all of that, guys, we owe China, uh, which is not our friend, $3 trillion. So, um, you know, it's, 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 the film's really uh, an eye-opener for people, and, and it, it's basically a call to action for people who, like, when they go into a Walmart or a Nordstrom's or anything in between, look at the label, and if it's made in China, they need to start thinking about whether buying that product, uh, that cheap product, actually has higher costs in the form of losing your job and, and basically creating some problems for this country. You talk about made in China. You know, I was I work in Los Angeles and I do a lot of work in Hollywood. I was in uh, Hollywood Boulevard recently at one of those tchotchke shops where they sell all the plastic uh, goodies as souvenirs. And there was a, a a bus full of Chinese tourists that came into one of the shops, and they were looking at all the tchotchkes and looking under for the label. And if it said made in China. They didn't want it. They were looking for labels that said "Made in USA," which oh, I thought was very interesting. Isn't that interesting, yeah. Well, well, look, you know, the film, the film's about how China is basically uh, screwing America, but it's also about how the Chinese government and these companies are actually victimizing the Chinese people. I mean, they've had horrendous scandals there. I get. I think the worst one, most uh, horrific one, is. In China, they've had thousands and thousands of babies right. uh, lose their kidneys or have kidney damage because of uh, infant formula milk spiked with melamine, which is the same chemical That's that terrible. they spike pet food with in America and kill the thousands of pets 
uh, a few years ago. But, so, you, but you also talk about on the film, you also talk about uh, plastic, the, uh, the, plastic, the, plastic products and so forth like uh, that are coming into our borders, across our borders, where kids might put these plastic products or whatever into their mouths and they're not safe. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. there's a great uh, scene in the film where this um, working-class father uh, says uh, they're not only ruining our economy, they're poisoning our children with the toys they sell us. And, you know, you, you, you really do take your life in their hands. We have another guy, Peter Marici, in the film, uh, basically says if, if you put it in your hands um, or the mouth of a child, don't buy it from China. Um, it, it's dangerous to buy Chinese products. It's not just that they're taking our jobs. It's just, look, here's the deal, guys. It's like in this country, if there's a product scandal, we've got guys like you in the press basically raising a stink. We'll have the, the government kind of crack down on these people. Right. And that kind of cleanses the whole process, keeps everybody sort of honest, right? In China, it's just the opposite. Whenever there's one of these scandals, these things get buried, so there's no accountability and consumers don't have any any issues. So, so you know, the film is, is mostly about how China's taken our jobs. If we want our jobs back, we need fair trade with China. But it's also about how China's victimizing its own people and, and how when we, when we go into shops, we, we really need to pay more attention to, to where that product comes from. Because as another guy says in the movie, yeah, things are cheap at Walmart, but we have to understand the consequences. Hey, Peter, this is Angel. Hey, uh, hey, man, you're a funny guy, man. I, I'm going to use that line about uh, you know dying by having China thrown at you. Not bad. A close call by China. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Peter, but you know, I mean, don't I don't want to sound all pessimistic in anything, but you know, can we really do anything? Because isn't this just part of the whole one world uh, government uh, plot? Because you know, uh, a few people in control. Uh, we need to have some big players, and we know that the U.S. and the U.K. can't do it by themselves, so we need China. Can we really do something about that? Well, I think we can, and here's the, you know, the basic economics lesson for everybody. It's like, yeah, China's got, got cheap labor, uh, but, but the way America has always prospered is uh, by having higher productivity. So if we're you know, 50 times more productive than a Chinese worker, we can pay our workers more. So the whole thing is we've got a really strong manufacturing base capability. We've got a, an academic uh, institutions around the country that can support the research and development and the innovation. We just need a level playing field. And, you know, the idea that Americans can't compete with the Chinese is just crazy. Uh, the fact of the matter is if, if China didn't cheat, we could, we, could, we, could, we could win. And it's not just the U.S., you know, it's like, uh, I was down, coincidentally, I don't do a lot of this high-fluting travel, but yesterday I was down <laughs> giving a, a, a speech in Mexico City, right? And I'm talking to Mexicans and Australians. That's, that's the audience, right? Uh -huh. And the Australians basically are losing their manufacturing base to China, just like we are, and so are the Mexicans. And, it, you know, it's like it's not the cheap labor. I mean, if, if the Mexicans can't <laughs> compete with the Chinese uh, on cheap labor, uh, with that transportation costs all in between, I mean, it's not labor. It's, it's all these other things. We get, get away with, we get rid of the currency manipulation, the export subsidies. America can't compete, Angel. And that's what we've got to work towards. And, you know, my mission basically between now and the presidential election in November is to bring that message to the campaign. And we, you know, after we go to L.A. and New York to open the film, we're actually going to go to Ohio 
right after Labor Day and spend a full month there playing that film in every major and minor city in Ohio, having town hall meetings, trying to get the president, presidential candidates to both promise to, to deal with this problem rather than sweep it under the rug. Fantastic. The film is called Death by China. It's directed by Peter Navarro, narrated by the, uh, of course, the very well-known Mr. Martin Sheen. And it, it includes many big players, politicians, and also uh, the layman, as I, as I would like to say. What, what, um, what a clever strategy. Go hit the red hey. states to beat red China. <laughs> <laughs> good man, good man. Hey, hey guys, you know, I, you, this is L.A., right? So the premiere is on Friday um, in, in, in Pasadena awesome. at the Lemley Theater. Awesome. And on both Friday and Saturday at 7.30, we're going to have special events where I'll be there with, with the cast members and stuff like that. And you guys want to come, you just let me know. Come as my guest. Awesome. And, uh, you know, it's all good. If anybody wants to see that trailer, then go to deathbychina.com, and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, maybe we'll uh, raise this uh, issue up in the consciousness. We'll we have posted that trailer on our Facebook as well on, on Twin Talks oh, Show. And uh, we'll bring some China cups so you can pour some tea, f- uh, and we'll have a tea, <laughs> a tea party. Uh, yeah. you, you hear me put that one in, a tea party? I, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter Navarro, thank you very much for being with us. All right, guys, go get them. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, now we, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've gone overtime, and we appreciate you guys being with us, but we've got a fantastic we're guest. We're not overtime yet. We're still on time. We're yeah. twin time, eh? Okay, and we have a fantastic guest, Miss Natasha Middleton. In the meantime, we're going to listen to uh, Skid Row, because remember, last week on our show, we had former drummer from Skid Row, Mr. Yeah. Phil Verone. Listen to that show. It's called uh, Rockstar to Porn Star, and right now we're listening to Skid Row <laughs> with Youth Gone Wild.
Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. As you heard, you're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com and also on the largest internet radio network in the world, Life 365. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. I like to say I'm Angel. I know you do. You always say it. You have to say it over and over. So why are you pointing at me like that? Because I want you to go ahead and introduce our next guest. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm, really, I'm very happy to introduce our next guest. Our next guest is a, a renowned uh, director and choreographer. Uh, some of her uh, productions have included uh, Men of Ballet Rules. I think I pronounced that right. Uh, another, Axis Mundi, or Mundai, was uh, second of the top ten performances in California. Uh, also, and now she's, uh, she's got a new production called Dance in the USA, which is going to be this Friday, August 17th, at the Ford Amphitheater. Please welcome a director and choreographer of the Pacific Ballet Dance Theater, Natasha Middleton. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. I'm telling you, you guys are a very hard act to follow. <laughs> I mean, they, this, is, this, is, this is awesome here. Thank you for coming here uh, all the way uh, into our garage, <laughs> stepping over the lawnmower and the leaf blower and all that stuff That's great. to be here and enduring this heat. Yeah. You, you know, for a, a ballet dancer, you're, mm -hmm. you're a pretty tough chick because it's hot. You know, there's, it's a garage, and you're in here bringing your graceful self. So how about grace and, 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 and toughness? Let's hear her. This is her interaction. There she is directing and choreographing uh, Angel and Lourdes uh, as they rehearsed their uh, first dance for their wedding. That was very nice. Right. It was fantastic, by the way. Right, but you made him a dancer. <laughs> but, it, but we're not talking about my first dance in my wedding. We're no, going to talk not. about uh, Natasha Middleton. You, now, you come from like generations of dancers. Yeah, three generations. Of it, Russian ballet. Awesome. Talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That's great. I, I, my grandmother was with the original Ballet Russe. So Russe stands for Russia. Uh -huh. And my dad was with the um, Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo, which was uh, how the Ballet Russe kind of like just became that later. And it was like the most famous ballet company in the world. And so um, my dad's like really proud about that. Uh -huh. so that's awesome. He, he, stand, he stands with a lot of pride. But these guys, that's, that's old school. I mean, really, really old school. So I had that embedded you know, in me as a kid. Mm -hmm. and my mom was a really famous opera singer and my aunt was a famous movie star. So I had no, I had no choice. I just mm -hmm. grew up in this business. But I knew as a kid um, growing up that I was going to be a director and a choreographer. And that's what I wanted to do. Because uh -huh. so, you, you you've been dancing and then uh, since you oh were yeah, a I was child. a ballerina, but it, I, you just know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, you are a good teacher. Thank you. You know, when we were doing this, uh, it was like about eight weeks yeah. uh, every Monday, right. which I loved. My my what now wife and I really yeah. loved, enjoyed it. I called you teacher the whole time. You did. You were very respectful because <laughs> you because you were really teaching. Like yes. I could see that you you have a. But we brought we brought you this song, and you closed your eyes, and you immediately. Uh, took in the song. I could. Uh, you knew the words to the song the first time you heard it, and you kind of already had a dance to yeah, to go yeah. with it. Yeah, it was a great song, you know. Uh -huh. um, so um, breathe me in. Uh -huh. So as it was, it was very, it was a very wild and sexy song. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a cool. <laughs> yeah, like. So now you're the director. You've taken on your your uh, family business, if if you will, if, uh, the the Pacific ba Pacific Ballet. 
theater? Well, originally for 10 years, um, my company, my dance company has been around Southern and Northern California for, um, but based in um, Burbank mm-hmm. uh, as Media City Ballet. And then oh. I decided I wanted to make a change and s- mm-hmm. just bring back the legacy a little bit more by um, calling it my dad's old company name, which was Pacific Ballet Theater. Mm-hmm. And now we put, the, but, but I decided to put the word dance in there and uh, change the whole style of the company. Mm-hmm. Right on, right yeah. on. So no. th- let our listeners know, you because uh, uh, you have more background. Uh, you know, you ha- have the esteemed background of, of, of the Russian uh, dance legacy. Yeah. But you're also kind of more, you also done some Hollywood stuff. Let's oh, talk yeah. about that. Oh, well, I've, yeah, I've done some movies. So uh, uh, either I was either in them as a, as over growing up, um, but I've also choreographed for film. So the last one I did it was called Love Hurts. Awesome. So it, w- it went, went really well, especially in the uh, Cannes Film Festival. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, you have a new project coming out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, let's talk about that. Oh, okay. Well, it's called Dance in the USA. And uh, I just really wanted to do a, something that reminded all of us that we have great American music and it was our American music for the past 100 years that has really changed the world. Awesome, yeah. And um, how we have gone from decade to decade with uh, the same uh, uh, feeling of uh, change. In other words, like we went, we could go from the rodeo days to the Charleston, from the Charleston to the swing, to the swing to the go-go's, the go-go's to the acid rock, you know, to the '60s right. dances, worked its way to the '70s and '80s. I mean, it was just we did a fantastic job um, musically, and I think our American music has just been—it's uh, just been oh, top. Yeah. I mean, if it was, if it wasn't for our American music and our rhythm and blues, we wouldn't have right. Uh, with Elvis Presley, we wouldn't have the Beatles or sure. the Stones. So, mm-hmm. I just wanted to give a, you know homage to that. And um, but it really the it's it had a whole it started a whole different way a long time ago. Uh, and so you you want to pay homage to it. So you've got like so all those genres of music. So what did you do? I mean, do you do you go out and just pick a bunch of songs <laughs> from different genres and then find it? You know, you dance. I mean, you, you obviously have your dancers yeah. interpret them. Yeah, you do. Well, no, I mean, you, it, it's it's difficult because I have to take ballet dancers and say, look, you know, okay, and and tap dancers. That's what makes the the company difference. I'm taking tap, I'm taking jazz dancers, I'm taking ballet dancers, and swing dancers. But it, a majority of them are really all ballet dancers. And I'm saying, okay, look, you're gonna you're gonna start from scratch here. We're gonna go. We're gonna clog like they did in the rodeo days. Wow. And we're to, to Aaron Copeland, and we're going to work our way. You're going to do a cakewalk, you know, and you're <laughs> going to, like they were doing, strutting with those hats and canes. Right. And they look really good. They're loving this. Uh-huh. And then I said, now you're going to become uh, flappers and just wow. swing with the Charleston or and go from there. And it's just interesting how our, our, our dance steps actually just kind of went from, started in one decade, and the same kind of style of those steps just, E- evolutionize themselves right, right. Thr- uh, throughout the decades, right. and and but the music is um, I think the most important because the music actually of our within the last hundred years um, really told the story of this country, mm-hmm. and it was this whole concept of uh, dance in the USA actually began in two thousand eight when we had our our recession, mm-hmm. our, and uh, I wanted to do a piece um, called Brother Can You Spare a Dime. Interesting, and um, that's why I can relate to that to the last um, uh, segment you just had on about how we have been losing our jobs and how I watched friends of mine who were you know in, in, had jobs for t- 
for like 20 years and now have nothing. And, uh, and one of them, very close to me, just watching where she's at right now and just watching people lose their homes and their houses. Anyway, to make a long story short, I decided I wanted back in 2008 to do that piece and I wanted to um, really remind us how that not 20, 1929 crash isn't any different than what happened. Right. But because the recession was so bad, I couldn't even do the show. Wow. So wow. Um, being my second year now with the uh, Ford Amphitheater, I said, you know, can I do this and, and try to just remind us that we, we're going to be okay if we, if we really put pull together as Americans and remember who we are and where we come from. And so one of my dancers, I took him, I said, and Alan McCormick, he's great. He danced um, with Le Rev in Vegas, um, Cirque du Soleil. I said, Alan, let's get down and dirty. Let's, let's, let's show in this song, Brother Can You Spare a Dime, awesome. which was written originally by him from Rudy Valley. Anyway, um, but we're doing both the old and the new version. And, oh, my God, you know, you feel that one when he does right. that. So how big is your cast? 33 dancers. Oh. Yeah. And uh, is it, uh, <coughs> do they all like, is it like, uh, like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't go to many dance things, so I really can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, not at all, no. <laughs> is there going to be pyrotechnics? <laughs> <laughs> I think I turned you into a dancer already. <laughs> oh, right on. So, um, so 30 dancers, how many different, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, songs, I mean, do you have to implement in this? And I'm, I'm guessing they're medleys, right? Yeah, there's a, oh, so, so many bars of music to um, to, to the different uh, uh, generations and, um, you know, the different, uh, uh, you know, for a little bit of the 60s, a little bit of the 70s and, you know, going and going down and all the way up and actually and working our way back up into the millennium. So, right. but uh, the dancers are are really cool. I mean, we got dancers from So You Think You Can Dance. Wow. I've got um, f from Les Mis, from, wow. uh, from the, uh, the kids will like this one. I've got some of the... Uh, the uh, dancers from Shake It Up, Disney Shake It Up, and uh -huh. uh, they're yeah. So, but they've had to they've had to really take the challenge on this show because I'll say to them, you know what? I just finished watching Follow the Fleet with uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Oh. You're doing it, wow. and not only are you going to do it, but you're going to sing it to sing it. <laughs> wow! And this guy has a great voice, Chris wow. Truesdale. Yeah, he's the one who was uh, in wow. Shake It Up. I said, yeah, and then you're going to dance it to her with her, and then sing, and she and she's the girls are going, oh my god, how am I going to? I said, nah, you know, this is going to be great. You're going to be fine. Just trust me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, it, it's it's great. They have so much uh, respect for mm -hmm. the past. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody in the cast has stopped and just said, you know what? I'm proud to be an American. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's fantastic because I've been um, somewhat uh, uh, discouraged with the state of the music industry lately. You know, there's not a lot of uh, enterprising anymore when it comes to uh, bringing in new music or, or, or whatever that's original, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And to pay homage to all those years and decades of American-made music, I think of music uniquely American, like the blues and jazz, right. and and you bring in dancing like flappers and right. and things like that. That's there's Ameri th American music is like uh, like gardeners, uh, the Latino gardeners. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> China, China can't take that shit. Nope. <laughs> but you know, and and I think that's great. And also because we are in the middle, of, we're just hopefully coming out of a, a recession, uh -huh. and it was. In the times of recession, that great music came out, like you know, uh, the flappers were dancing, and the, the times of the what are they called? The, uh, the, the what did you the, mention? The Charleston, the Charleston, Charleston dancing, right. what have you? Yeah. Because people still need to be entertained; they need to leave uh, their problems for an hour or two, or, or the length of a song or two. Exactly. 
and, yeah. and that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's true. They have to. They have to go. They. They. That. That showed me. You know, from the. You know, we have the war days. We're like we're. I have three girls. Three gorgeous girls. I have to say, stepping out and doing uh, the uh, the Andrew sisters, and I've got a guy coming in with the bugle doing the bugle, oh, awesome. boogie, boogie boogie bugle. Awesome. And they 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 can see. Wow, this was this was really hard times back yeah. then. But we 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 got through them, which means we can do this again. And I want this. This is such an American-made show. And in fact, we're even the whole show is dedicated to those who have served. Our country. We have awesome. we have uh, families of guys who are deployed right now coming to see. It. We've got guys and, and gals from the USO that are coming in. Um, uh, vets um, that just really need to be honored in this whole show. Awesome. You were looking yeah. at me. You were saying something, brother. I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so this thing is on Friday. This August seventeenth. What time? It's at eight thirty because you got that. Wait for that sun to go down because it is uh, an amphitheater. Warm. It's that beautiful Ford amphitheater which is across from the Hollywood it Bowl. It is beautiful indeed, yeah. and it's only one performance. One performance. I know. That's why I'm saying you got to come in and there. really support it. And uh, everybody's gonna. It, you're gonna recognize a lot of the music. You know, especially if you're a good old American rock and roll. Uh-huh. So. But um, I'm gonna am s- gonna save what it was we're doing as until you see it. As director, who uh, who else have you been collaborating with on this? Well, I've been collaborating with um, uh, besides the the working with the uh, the USO and such as that. I've been working with um, uh, just a lot of uh, swing dancers that mm-hmm. I've never I've never m- never met before, and and I've been bringing in just new people uh-huh. uh, from singers to to. Um, to tap dancers, to um, hip hoppers, it's uh-huh. been it's been great. I've been able to collide. Uh, I say say collide. <laughs> I should actually I mean, uh, 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 put together everybody. Just make it, put all the different dances together as one. And it's been really cool. Have you guys noticed? There's a theme to our show today, ladies and gentlemen. From uh, we uh, wanting to support a Paralympian of an American Paralympian who's going to London to to compete in the Paralympics to. Uh, uh, a trailer of a film, a documentary that's coming out about the fact that we are under a barrage of attack, uh, commercially speaking, by China. Yeah. Where we need to bring back our economy and bring back yeah. the jobs and manufacturing back to America to the celebration of of dance and music, uniquely American, in this project called Dance in the USA put together by Pacific Dance Theater. Am I correct on yeah, that Pacific one? Ballet Dance Theater. Pacific right. Ballet Dance Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and directed by our friend, wonderful friend, uh, Miss Natasha Middleton. And what is it that you want people to take away from this when they when they go to this event? When they and Once they walk in and they go tell their friends about it or family that didn't make it, what right. do you want them to express? Well, I want them to be able to say, you know, we have accomplished so much as Americans mm-hmm. over the past 100 years and as well as what what's, we're, we're going to do within the next 100 years. But, yeah, our music really did tell the story of our country. Mm-hmm. And we have so much to be proud of. And we have, I just want us to, I really want us to, 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 to especially now with what's going on with with every time you turn around something's made in China and I tell you I I have a hard time with that mm-hmm. Re- and th- that's a hustle I just want this is very very pro American yeah. this is not it's not and it's not any it's not any uh, political party or anything it's just plain old we are Americans and we have to support each other we have to support our music we have to support our, our the art the arts we have to support the troops we have to support everybody yes. because whether we like them there or not they're there you know and we 
in our and we have to to remember just what we have accomplished and yes. what we can still do and we can get our jobs back and we, we we've got to stick by each other and if we can't we can dance eh? <laughs> that's right yeah. we could always dance yeah you dance we could always dance so let's let everyone know please let everyone know when where how all that good stuff please okay you can go to www.fordtheaters.org. <laughs> Dot org. That's Ford Theaters, T H E A R T E R S. Yeah, yeah, R S. That's right. It's FordTheaters.org. And um, you can also visit um, the website at the Ford Amphitheater. And you can also visit Pacific Ballet Dance Theater.org. And uh, but I think just getting through fourtheaters.org is the best way to get. And it, it will be when uh, the date and time, please. It's uh, f- this coming Friday, August seventeenth at eight thirty p.m. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to so. be there, brother. I'll oh, be right. my new yeah. wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please go there, support it, enjoy it, enjoy a night out. Uh, the Ford Amphitheater is an open air amphitheater. I dig it's that spot. It's a good spot. You just, you know, um, just park it and park it on the seat and get yourself a drink and rock. You and can even take a shuttle, too, if you want. You can grab the shuttle right off of. Uh, uh, by Universal. Right on. Right. And yeah. when you have a chance, uh, and then you're in Burbank, go into the Pacific. I'm sorry, what's it called? The Dance or Ballet? Dance and Ballet Theater. <laughs> I forget since you changed the name. Yeah, it's Pacific Ballet Dance there Theater, you and you can also visit us at the uh, MediaCityDance.org. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Natasha Middleton. Let's hear All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Go USA. Yes. Uh, when we come back, uh, we have Angel's Chill Lounge. Hug a twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Kick back. And listen. fed up. I can't take it anymore. I'm at a total loss. There are many writings that speak of the power in the word. For example, the tongue is at the helm, meaning that it steers the ship and I am the ship. This suggests that by the words I speak to others and myself, I can create possibilities or destroy them. So, if I say, I can't take it anymore. By the power in my words, I relinquish my strength, and indeed, I can't take it anymore. Having made this distinction, I am now faced with yet another power, the power to choose. So, I am chill, and so I am. Chill, one love. 
And that's another edition of my brother's Chill Lounge. As we come to an end of another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, and we thank you so much for joining us as you do every week on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. I was going to say it's good to be back, but I wouldn't mind being back on my honeymoon. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Please go to our webpage on TwinTalkCast.com to listen to all our previous shows as they are podcasts for your listening pleasure. But because we are iTwins, you could take us along on your iTunes gadget. Just go on iTunes and search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel and download us, eh? Anyway, you, su- you can subscribe on iTunes, and you can also subscribe on our webpage for free, and it'll download automatically to your device of choice, whether it's battery-powered Sus- or not. Subscribe, eh? Anyways, subscribe. listen, also stay tuned for more information on our, our latest show coming up, a show with called... Tales from the Sunset Strip with Willie Bass will be broadcasting out of our network, Twin Talk Cast. Awesome. New show to Twin Talk. And uh, um, stay tuned for, uh, not stay tuned, tune in next week where we're going to have awesome, cool jazz singer here in the garage. Awesome. Annie Selleck. Annie Selleck in the garage. Talk about uniquely American music. Uh, out of Nashville, great voice, great personality, and dreadlocks, eh? She's going to be here. She's going to be uh, talking to us, and hopefully we'll get her to sing. Awesome. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you next week, y'all. Choo! Good night. <laughs>